Do you love it loud? Then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collective Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockinPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. Feast your ears. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. All right, it's open mic time today. We've got a guest in the studio. It's a first time guest. I'm going to tease us a little bit here. Now, for you longtime friends of the show, or just recent friends of the show, you uh, heard the two-part Alice Cooper Family Tree episodes. Those were amazing, epic, and super fun to do. We dug deep on the Alice Family Tree, and I promised and teased during those episodes there would be a part three to our sort of extended Alice Cooper birthday spectacular this year, because we, we missed the last few years. So, making it up for you with three parts this year. So, the special guest I had lined up is a man who has now some very amazing connections to the world and happenings of Alice Cooper, especially over the last few years. Welcome local Dallas music legend, I have to say music legend, and entrepreneur, renaissance man, family man, Chris Penn. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10. How you doing out there? Well, thanks for having me, Joey. Glad to be here in beautiful Euless, Texas. Yes. Euless, Texas, right between Dallas and Fort Worth. The way I like it, that way I can go see all the shows. Exactly. You've got, you got the hub so you can branch out and make it short treks to the rock shows. Yeah, that's great. I'm like 10 minutes without going on the freeway to Verizon, so every time Alice Cooper comes to town, I don't even have to get into traffic. And that's why we're here today is to talk about the man, Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper the band also, Alice Cooper the history, and we're just going to have some nice music geek fun as Alice Cooper fans here. We're going to give some background on why I'm having Chris Pitt on the show. For those of you who don't live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which there's a lot of you that listen, this is a guy who I feel a kinship to because I'm a record store guy, still am to an extent, and you know, being a record store guy, there comes certain cliches and stereotypes and things that people expect out of the record store slinger, let's just say. Now, being into an act like Alice Cooper is not, I think, what the average person expects. They expect snobbery, they expect what's happening on Pitchfork today, 
things like that. You understand, right, Chris? I can relate. <laughs> so, how how did you even become an Alice Cooper fan and still manage to be? And I'm also, you know, tipping the hat. Chris Penn's been in some bands, some bands you might know. He might he might give you some insight there, just a little bit here. But Man- how, how did, and, you... and manage some bands as well. Yeah, manager. Uh, like I said, Renaissance man. So, uh, how did I get into Alice Cooper? Yeah, let's start there. There's a uh, lot to talk about. Well, I had a really great upbringing. I was born in San Antonio, which is the kind of quote-unquote heavy metal rock and roll capital of the world. It's like the first place Rush ever played outside of Canada. Triumph was huge in, in, in San Antonio. Yeah, I've been to metal shows in San Antonio. It's next level. Legs Diamond. Yeah. Oh, like There's some yeah. moxie. There's these bands, stars that kind of never really angels that never really were big, but they had these weird pockets of like come to San Antonio they'd be selling out you know yeah when Saxon plays there they do well yeah I Saxon's bet, huge bet, there They fl- I think yeah. they flipped the order of UFO and Saxon there where yeah. Saxon played last And I believe that And uh, but it's just a real rabid fan base and my dad was a huge music nut and so was my stepdad so I was growing up and we'd had a we had like a at the time it wasn't a man cave it was just a converted garage we'd made a room but we had all our vinyl in there and we would take time as a family, and especially my dad and my stepdad, we would listen to records together. And like you take the time, and one guy would play something, the other guy would play something, and we'd kind of, you know, call and response almost. And kind of stumbled upon Alice Cooper's Greatest Hits and Alice Cooper Goes to Hell. Those are the two records that uh, were my first two Alice Cooper records. And I love Goes to Hell because the, the kind of the tongue in cheek concept conceptness of it and yeah. songs were great lyrically was great and and the greatest hits you know I, at the time you know I knew what a greatest hits was obviously but you know I didn't I didn't know about the original band and yeah. you kind of go back and it gave you the opportunity to go I really like you know really like Under My Wheels what record did that come from exactly you know, where, where did 18 come from that's and, how we used to do it yeah, yeah. so you, you know or you, somebody tells you, "Hey, you got to go get Love It to Death." Or you got to check out the album Killer, and you buy them then. But you know that's how I discovered Alice Cooper is just those two records being in my dad's collection. Nice. I think yeah. a lot of people I've talked to over the years, their first Alice Cooper album is almost every time Alice Cooper's Greatest Hits. That's the first time I heard those songs too. Well, the, so. the, the, the cover looks cool. You yeah. know, it's them. It's a weird, you know, Drew Struzan, Ernie Cephala drawing, and Pacific Eye Near did the the art, and it's yeah. just it's kind of eye-catching and you check it out and it's like you don't know what to expect by the cover you're like i'm gonna check this what the hell is this i'm gonna listen to it and you you get it and you know and to this day i'll still play you know original alice cooper band stuff and people they go this is that like kind of yeah. the forefathers of garage rock there's some garage rock or regular rock and roll and yeah it's a lot grittier than people think you know i think people get caught up in the theatrical side of alice and stuff but you know when they hear that they're like wow, this is really good. You know, the music's great. And, you know... Yeah, if they didn't make good records, they'd just be flashes in the pan, and they and they weren't, you know? Yeah, Alice Cooper, the individual, would not be going on today if they didn't have the, the, the foundation there of the music. And yeah. that's what, you know, It's I was talking to somebody the other day, and you know, there's a song like Golden Earring, you know, Radar Love, and, and Twilight Zone. That probably gets played more than Alice Cooper music on our local oh, classic rock station. Hell, even... I was thinking, listen to this last night, 38 Special, Hold On Loosely. I'm like... Yeah, you hear it every and, day. And I think 
something happened where the the the, the theatrics and the the the, not the scary part, but just the makeup and everything kind of freak program directors out. And it's probably yeah. the same for Kiss, too. Yeah. Like, no, they've got no, great no. radio friendly hits, but you don't hear that on Cloud. You yeah. hear Leonard Skinner more, yeah. Led Zeppelin. And you he, maybe rock and roll night every now and then. Yeah, and that should be on every day. Yeah, <laughs> and, you, and you hear schools out, you know, around May. Yeah, sure. And then sure. occasionally 18, but it's like, there's all these hits. I'm like, yeah. If I, you and I need to go and program a, a classic rock station, yeah, you know. Yeah dig up some deep cuts and but you know that's i digress but it's sure. like without the music i mean that's what that's kind of where i'm i'm such a fan of alice cooper it's like i'm almost like trying to carry the torch of of the original band stuff and the obscure solo stuff that yeah. he's got great records and his, his current band knows he has great like hidden classics and they try to get him to play it all the time yeah i was uh name dropping here but talking to ryan roxy at the last uh, casino show in oklahoma i talked about it on the show and we were talking like man of the year like which may pop up later on and i was like you know i was kind of like doing the diplomatic it's like you know i like women of mass distraction but man of the year that that's that's a song he goes yeah i i know and he he doesn't want to do it for some reason well, you know, so. apparently just recently when when they were rehearsing for this leg of the tour recent leg of the tour they uh song called better be good and and they, they they rehearsed it and they said they had it down great ryan goes we were playing it. he goes you know that song and he was and ryan didn't even know the title but he was just he was humming it and i was like oh my god i almost freaked out but then you know, they just did they did pain off flush the fashion yeah. recently yeah. and i was like for me that's worth the price of admitting so wait so when did you hear them rehearsing better be good i, di- I didn't personally hear it but was ryan it just, ryan rocks just recently yeah yeah within the past two three months yeah because i told him about the song i'm not even kidding i met him before the show and i said i better be good you guys need i told you this the last time i met you i've told this to alice that song needs to be played in your show i'm not trying to be so obsessive about it but i'm like that song is so fun and funny yeah that but... it would work on stage any people who don't know it would still love it because they would get the joke and i remember i'll never forget like just the next day because i even was joking to him after the show i said you know I'll believe you, but once you listen to that song, I want you to text me and tell me that you listened to that song. And then I, I was sitting at lunch the next day, and I got a message from Roxy saying, Hey, I listened to the song. Uh, I won't mention the other stuff he said about why they won't play it, but he goes, Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> oh, they, they, they tried. I mean, I think there's certain lyrics he doesn't want to go back and revisit, and, you know. And... Yeah. Other people have a say so in things, but you know he was basically implying there's too many lyrics. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, good lord, I mean, he's got Hollywood vampires now, and he's got I don't know how many songs, but he's got oodles and oodles of songs. So I, you know, I can't I can't hardly remember you know the lyrics of my favorite songs. So I can't imagine having to do that and then perform and all that. But all right, so man, I could talk Alice with you all day, of course, and we probably have the potential to be doing that right now. But let's get into some of the music here. As I said at the top of the show, or at least near the top of the show, we're going to play 10 Alice songs that we just really want to hear live. And that's as simple as that. Any era, whatever you want. Uh, In order to make it easier for myself, I'm just going to try to pick, maybe if I heard it once and I haven't heard it in a long time, or I've never heard it, and we probably are going to double up on some stuff, so we're going to go back and forth. Well, you, you start us out, oh, Joey. I'm, I'm oh. I want I want to hear your first your first your uh, your first pick. All right, this one. 
I think I'm, I'm going to pick this one because I think it's a good opener, too. I saw him do this a couple of times uh, a little over 20 years ago, and I just think it's a cool song. If I play it for people that don't know, they're like, man, that's a good song. It's catchy. It's it's shockingly long for a song from this period, from a latter-day period song, but uh, it opens up the Last Temptation record, and I saw him do it at the Dallas Music Complex, and I think I saw him do a minute of it at the Bronco Bowl back in the late 90s. But this freaking song, Sideshow, I think should be in the set list. So you guys are going to enjoy it right now. Check it out.
something for everyone's taste. So you look like a bright young boy. What's the matter? Are you afraid? All right, kicking off this Alice Cooper Spectacular, along with my guest here, my special guest, Chris Penn. That was Sideshow from The Last Temptation. I believe that was 1994, yeah. And I, I, I like that album. I talked that album up on the Cobras and Fire podcast last year, and I think it's a cool record. That song especially, that's probably the most vintage-sounding Alice song, probably, like, especially of the 90s. That's definitely, they could have been on one of the 70s albums easily. So what do you think of that song, Chris? I love that song and I love that record in general because uh, we were talking while it was playing. You could, you guys couldn't hear us, but you know, it he came back in '86 with Constrictor, then Raise Your Fist and Yell and then Trash and Hey Stupid, which you know, Raise Your Fist and Yell has some moments. Constrictor is kind of spotty. I mean, yeah. I'm with uh, you, and, that, and I came in on that. But, but, record, I, but yeah, so I'm I, always gonna love it. But well, yeah, I well, agree. That was, a, that was the first time I met Alice Cooper was in '80, early '87. Nice. Uh, he did a grand chainsaw ribbon cutting at a sound warehouse in San Antonio huh. and him and Kane Roberts and uh, nice. actually Kip Winger was there too nice. and uh, anyway so but this was the first record you know after those four where it was kind of like 70 sounding like in catchy songs and I mean Lost in America like yeah. and it came with a comic book it just had that kind of that throwback feel it's like the artwork was great and i think he did a song with chris cornell on there or song or yeah, two, two and, unholy yeah. war and stolen prayer yeah it's yeah. uh talked about that recently after cornell died it's uh alice has always worked with great people like yeah. people have connected with him it's like it's yeah. it's bernie top and he the from the inside sure. record yeah uh, and you know just on last temptation one of my good friends joanna she's a huge hooters fan and David Yasikinen, I think that's how you pronounce his name, played drums on Last Temptation. And I specifically remember like a Metal Edge interview with Alice when this album came out. And he goes, they, they literally just hand me a list now of people that are available to play. And it's got their credits next to it. And I saw this weird name that says David Yasikinen next to it. And it said, played on the Hooters. And he goes, get that guy. I love that record. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I just love that. Well, you go back and look at the... Uh, credits for goes to hell tony levin's oh. on there like it's like oh, there's yeah. like these like what you know but, yeah he's only played for king crimson and peter gabriel no big deal yeah no, he's just on an al scooper record too yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know yeah it's <laughs> he he does have that luxury he can get a bumper crop i mean the latest thing that's coming out he's gonna have billy gibbons and yeah. larry mullen jr of u2 and yeah. it's like in a roger glover from deep purple so he's definitely uh he has that luxury he's earned it where he can get great players to play with them yeah. uh so what you got I, i'm trying to think uh i want to do something off from the inside Ooh, uh, now you're talking my language there i gotta i gotta i want to make sure that i uh i know what mine is i got two off that record that i would kill to hear live i've well, heard now from that record i've only heard from the inside live if i'm not mistaken i've never heard him do you know obviously i was born when that tour was out so Never heard him do How You Gonna See Me Now. I've heard uh, from the inside, and that's always a treat when he plays it. I'm going to go, gonna go uh, and he probably has done it. Like like I said, I'm not the Ph.D. of Alice Cooper that yeah. uh, Paul Brenton is, but uh, I'd go serious yeah. from, from from the inside. Took one off my list there. Thanks for that. I, <laughs> I stole it from you? No, that's brilliant, though, because I got plenty. So oh, awesome. This I, is, I would go, and that's one of Alice's favorite records. And, you know, it, he's it got should a, be. That's a great got, record. It's 
he said he's called certain record his blackout period, but this was right when he came out of rehab. But yeah. him and Bertie Toppin, like you watch the Super Duper and you're finding out that yeah. they started freebasing together. Oh. And so he was already, he was on his way to back blacking out, but yeah. they made a great record. And yeah. it's the great, uh, late great Dick Wagner co-wrote the whole thing. Um, I think he wrote most of the music along with yeah. writing the lyrics with Toppin. And but there's just a, a great concept. I mean, the fact that it's a true story is enough for me there's a great b-side on there too that's uh it's uh it's on the box set and it's on the b-side it's uh oh no tricks no tricks oh with betty right Betty it's amazing yeah i, I would oh. i'd pick that but i mean sure that that, that, that yeah, would never happen that's but, real inside yeah but that's a amazing song yeah. whoever got betty right and all of them junkies talk that way yeah oh. let's get stressed whiskey poured on ice yeah you know, be, you know how I picture serious happening in a live set? This is going to be simple enough. An Alice Cooper cheap trick tour. That way the man that played the lead on it, Rick Nielsen, go. can play it with them every well, you got, night you, on the tour. Well, you got Ryan Roxy. He's the, sure. he's, he's the hugest cheap trick fan there is. So yeah. it's like he can he could definitely pull it off. Done deal. How about like uh, Rick brings out the five neck and then the rest of them play on all the other necks together. <laughs> that, right. would be, yeah, there's, that would be... That would be a trip. <laughs> Rick would hate that. He can't even hold that damn thing anymore, but I love the guy. Well, you know, speaking of Ryan Roxy, <laughs> I, I, I go back to, so when the band was playing the store, uh, Dennis goes, well, you know, bring one of your guitar players. They didn't know who they're going to bring. So secretly, I was hoping it was Ryan. Yeah. And Ryan showed up anybody, and he made it. Yeah. And he's got the, he's got the sound that's closest and he respects the original music. So if anybody deserves to stand on the part of the stage that Glenn Buxton stood it's on. Ryan Roxy. It's, so it's, it's uh, I'm glad that out of the current guys and not no disrespect to the other guys, but yeah. my hat's that's a hat tip to Ryan Roxy. Yeah. And when, when we were, we were hanging out after the show together and then Ryan was out there and then he does this, like he did both times when I saw him, I'm like, and he goes, I am on that shirt because we have printings of the appearance and the, the, the yeah. characters. I goes, yeah, that's you dude. And he goes, that's bizarre. He goes, I need that. And I'm like, he didn't send you one? And he well, claims, like, no. And I was well, like, no, I, I know he I, did. I, I got on him. I sent him. I wanted to send him copies of the record to Sweden. He lives in Sweden. He goes, yeah. no, just give it to me on the road. And I, you don't have to mail it. I'm like, no, because I know how it is. You get in a bus. You get sure. stuff. So anyway, I flew to Nashville to see him. And I took him copies of the record. What does he do? He gets them autographed by the other guys. Ryan Roxy's getting their autographs <laughs> on the record. So awesome! That's I don't brilliant. know what he's gonna do. I mean, he'll he can sell them down the road to sure. help somebody needs a liver transplant sure. or something. But that's great. But he's a fan himself. He was yeah. getting all the guys to sign yeah. it. It's pretty well, killer. I'm sure he loves this song too. So let's enjoy this one. This is one of my all-time favorite Alice Cooper songs. My old uh, drum instructor. This one goes out to Mr. Youngblood, who loves this song. Also, this is serious. Turn it up. I was rattled and shook cause I 
hoping you weren't going to say it in the ones you said like because you, oh, you mentioned other I songs mentioned a few songs yeah, yeah, front... yeah. <laughs> uh, i might have tipped my hat on one of them i definitely did i'm going to do it next all right there you go from 1979's from the inside record that record is as old as i am and that... the, the artwork's killer on that album oh. it, it folds out it's like you enter the insane asylum yeah you gotta have the vinyl of that yeah you got, I got two copies of that yeah you gotta have the vinyl the back doors open yeah it's uh you see alice in the, in the quiet room the padded room the cer- certificate i believe certificate in the, of yeah, insanity yeah. Uh, it's yeah. uh is Rhino, has rhino put that one out yet again as they reissued that uh, they need to if they have it. i think that a uh, friday music did a, a repressing of it which is they didn't do the the whole bells, oh. bells and whistles. I don't think. See, and they do good stuff. I'm surprised they didn't go. The Maybe they did. I, yeah. You know, I, it's yeah. they are going through and re-releasing all the Alice stuff on vinyl, which is great. Oh, good, that's good. Yeah, because the they're, I got their billion dollar babies one. It's killer. Yeah. All right. So serious, great track. One of my all time faves. Goodness, you, and from an outsider's perspective, I know you. I, I've, I I know you now through some of my best friends and to still an outsider. You are the guy, apparently, that got the band to perform the original Alice Cooper band for the first time since the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Uh, as a fan, of course, being excited that they were inducted into the Hall of Fame because on levels, I hate the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I understand its importance, and I want my favorite bands to be in the Hall of Fame to legitimize them with the rest of the a-holes that don't get it. That's where I stand with the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm right there with you. I totally agree. I mean, it's... it's uh... <laughs> You hate, you love to hate it, but when your favorite band's in there, it's like, okay, that 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 can tell everybody. Well, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Where's your Johnny Come Lately band? You yeah. know, they did the work and they deserve it. So you know, yeah, that was a big year for me because Alice and Tom Waits, my two favorite lyricists of all time, went in the same year. And I was like, about friggin' time with both those guys because they literally probably rookie yeared the exact same time. Well, I was I was so glad that they 
made it the original band and just not out of scoop of the solo performer. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, because yeah. the the those those albums. For those of you who don't know, I can't imagine, but those you know the the Love It to Death, Killer, Schools Out, Billion Dollar Babies line of records up there with any of those four in a row albums that people hold totally. in high regards. First first four Zeppelin, first four Sabbath, first four Ramones. The Stones uh, was it Beggars Through Exile, uh, that thing, that run, as good or better. Than, I, than, I agree. Than I mean, those but you, you also have Priest for You and Easy Action, which are two sure. weirdo yeah. psych pop records that yeah. are like, dude, crazy. And then Muscle well, Love is a is a is a golden nugget. That's yeah, I just like kinda, Muscle Love. I was yeah. just spinning it the other night, yeah. actually. And, but those four you're talking about, yeah, Killer and Love It to Death are probably two of my all time favorite records. Yeah. You know, and I I could go back and forth. It's a coin flip, you know. Sure. And then schools out and billion dollar babies are like that's when they were at the height of yeah. it all. And it's they're like all, those are great. They're I mean, all five star records if you're giving it a rating. I mean, there's I, no question. I don't think there's any any. I don't skip any tracks on it, even yeah. the hits when I listen to those yeah. records. So that's something to be said, you know. Yeah, and I like that you're a fan, a big fan of the original and hold them in very high regard. But you also embrace well, I, I all love, eras of. I Alice. love all eras of Alice. Yeah, I mean, I love awesome. I love his current band. Those are great guys and great yeah. musicians. Yeah, I said that's the best band since the original. Over I and and the original band would tell you the same thing. They love. I mean, no one's going to play drums like Neil Smith. No, but Glenn Sobel is the the what we have, and he's amazing. Yeah, and he's the great drummer. Yeah. Chuck is an amazing bass player. Dennis loves him. I mean, yeah, the guitar, should, should. the the guitar power trio of freaking Ryan Roxy and Tommy Hendrickson and Anita Strauss is yeah. great. I think she's yeah. better than or- Orienti or however yeah. you say her name. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, and it just yeah. it's an amazing band. And so it's uh, I just the it's a good time to be an Alice Cooper fan, and it's amazing that he's playing so much. Like he's doing almost what 140 shows out of out of the year like yeah. he's doing a crazy amount of where the younger guys in the band are like tired and he's out golfing every morning he's got a <laughs> car he puts behind the bus and he just pulls into town doesn't do sound check he goes to the golf course and yeah. his crew checks and he first time he gets on that stage after the first couple shows the first time he gets on the stage is went to perform that night yeah all right so my choice next I'm going to pick one, man, I was spinning Muscle of Love the other night, and I was like, I, I'm trying to be diplomatic towards the Fairweather fans who show up and they know the RSTNLE of the set list, which he plays every time he's got to play it, and that's great. You know, what, what would you consider that? Like, say, 18 schools out. What? Under My Wheels is probably in there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like he'll, oh, he'll alternate. Uh... Yeah, but Only Women Bleed is usually there. Uh well, he's got a he's got certain songs that go with the theatrics, so he's exactly. got a yeah. And, and if he didn't have it, people would be upset because exactly. people want to hear their favorites. And yeah. I get that. Yeah, and Poison is definitely in the RSTNLE now. Oh, well, that's a, that was a huge hit. Top, for top him. five. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, you know it's cool that he gets to play. He every time I go see him, the set list changes like like almost like sixty to seventy percent, which is brilliant. And I challenge any band of that era and of that age to still do that because they don't. They just don't. Yeah. And but this one, I think, even if you didn't know it, or for people that just don't have the record, they would still have a lot of fun with this song because it's super. It's short. It's catchy. It's funny. It's working up a sweat. Oh, that's great! <laughs> so here you go. Check this one out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I still remember the week that Alice took over Z-Rock in the mornings with Lon Friend co-hosting with him. Lon Friend of Rip Magazine. Yeah, yeah he, has a, he has a podcast now, too, by the way. But uh, I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's yeah. kind of a trip to watch. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. And uh, so I remember he busted out working up a sweat on Alice, and I was like, oh, where'd you get this? You know, and they were having fun with it. But I just think that song's super fun. And, oh, it's awesome. You know, good harmony. You know, I think the band would have fun with it. Like I said, three minutes out of the set list, no big deal. I think people would enjoy it. So there you go. Working up a sweat for Muscle of Love. Hope you enjoyed that out there. That That is one of those things. I think where a lot of the fan perception and the, what they know about the history of that album, I think, hurts it from being included with the big four, as I call it. Because, you know, there's ghost players on it and... And the band's falling apart at that point, and they just they, no breaks. I just I can't imagine the burnout factor. But well, yeah, the, the material's still really still great, great songs. Yeah, Bob Ezrin, I guess you know, he was kind of getting frustrated with them, and you know they did a different producer. And but I I still think there's greatness there. And when I saw him in Nashville recently, they kept under my wheels for the current guys. But yeah. Michael Bruce's favorite Alice Cooper song is "Muscle Love," the song "Muscle Love." Yeah, and I. I I hurt my knee dancing. I was jumping and I fell in the row behind me in Nashville because I was just blasting off. Like, oh no! A buddy of mine filmed it and when I played that one, I was like, it was kind of unexpected. I mean, it's still it's it's I guess it, you consider it a, a it was a single, so you consider it one of the staples. But sure, still, it's it, on it, the greatest hits album. Yeah, it's the last song on it, but know. it doesn't get played all that often. So, no. but to hear the original guys, I was like, yes. Yeah, that's my that's my goal is to hope that uh, and not to take anything away from the current guys. I, it's just so weird for me for them to play original band music and the other guys are going to be in the, the dressing room. That is odd. So it's but I get certain songs need to be in the main set to to have the the story arc going. But it's just like, man, you got the you got Neil and Dennis back there <laughs> caged up like animals ready to to pounce on the drums. But no, I understand that. I get it. You know, but uh, yeah, Muscle of Love. It's weird that it, 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 you're right. It is a single, but it's still kind of obscure in a way. Like the only set list appearances I remember it making was like I, I believe it was in there last year, or two years ago, and then it's on the it was on the Trash Tour of all places. So it, it only appears every now and then. It just pops up here and there. But yeah, that needs to almost be a permanent part of the set list. You're right. Well, I, I think it, it's it's Michael's favorite song, and they they created a little breakdown in it too. That's been added on for yeah. the way they're playing it now it's really cool yeah. what about that would you like to be on, on that session for Teenage Lament I mean like with all the <laughs> Liza Minnelli and Pointer uh, Sisters yeah. uh, there's someone else big on there like Tina Turner I think is on that isn't she or am I thinking no I'm thinking of the Zappa record maybe Ronnie Spector's on it yeah yeah that's right that's I right I think Ronnie Spector's yeah, on Tina it because Tina was on the Frank Zappa record so yeah. I get those two confused but yeah the back to the you know getting those guys to reunite yeah was pretty pretty uh i don't know it's kind of an almost outer body experience and it's like uh i mean the forces just, of, the forces just... of nature were kind of working to make it happen yeah i just did you know i'd reached out to dennis dunaway probably a year and a half to two years before his book was published yeah and i talked about this a little bit on the show i went to the book signing and i was going to the book signing when it was just dennis dunaway well we and... could we couldn't really we couldn't put out there well we, I think we initially when we first announced we may just said Dennis and then when I had the other when I had Neil and Michael I put those guys were going to be there as well but then we never we, we, yeah, we never could say Alice was going to be there but 
I had reached out a year and a half to two years before the book was actually published. I said, hey, Dennis, if you're ever in Dallas or if we can do a book signing event at my record store, and we'd love to have you. So I'd, I'd touch base. Really, Dennis is the nicest rock star you'll ever meet. He'll talk to you for, well, he'll tell you he has five minutes, but he'll talk to you for 30, and he'll hold nice. court with his fans, and and he'll talk till he's hoarse and tell you the, wonderful stories and he'll share stuff that's not even in the book hmm. but super nice dude so anyway he uh finally he reaches back to me after about a year and a half of like every three months checking in every four months he he, he reached out to me he goes he goes hey i've got a window of three months when would you like to do it i said i said i picked a I picked a date it was between when alice cooper was playing Hidalgo, texas and playing dallas and I don't even know where Adago, Texas is. You need the I, wherewithal I, to do that. Like I, that's I, the I, I've, I've since I think I saw a show there now. Yeah. I think I I don't know. No, I haven't even been to Hidalgo, Texas. Or maybe I did go see <laughs> Molly Crew and Alice Cooper yeah. there just to check it out. Yeah, I saw it in Bozier. Yeah, so. but but anyway, I was like, who's gonna spend their day off in Adago, Texas when they can spend a day off in Dallas? So I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, all right, this is my first chess move. I have the window is open where Alice Cooper will potentially be in town. So let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's do that. And I, after Dennis agreed to that day, and I said, well, you know, this is why I picked it. He goes, oh, really? Cool. And, you know, so. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what he said. You know, he goes, I'll help you. But, you know, there's certain ways to go about it. You know, and you, you can talk to Toby and Shep. But, you know, you need got to approach it this way. But I figured we get everybody else. It's going to be even more difficult for Alice to say no. So, you know, first guy I get is Michael Bruce. He's in. Yeah. First time on the phone with him, he's talking about his son with me and like we're old buddies and telling me what kind of amp to get. And I find one on Craigslist cheap and buy it. And <laughs> I want to, I gave him that amp as a present for doing the in store and nice. That's awesome. shipped it back to him to, to Arizona. And then get Neil Smith, who was great, awesome. And then yeah. so I have the three of those guys. So, me and Dennis proceed to go to work, you know, putting the feelers on. Hey, we're doing this, you know, blah blah blah. We, you know, I talked to Kyler, Alice's assistant. Talked to to Toby, and you know, sent an email to Shep. And Dennis, you know, in his way, did it. And, he, and Dennis goes, you know, it seems like Dennis is the closest to Alice out of the original. Well, they've guys, been so. friends since high school. Yeah, they're they're yeah. in track together in yeah. art it, classes, but, and so just, it's. I'm just saying, it's nice that they still have. The oh yeah, thing, it's the. Know. Without all the management and everything around them, you yeah. get those two guys in the room, they're cutting up back like they're walking the halls of, of Cortez High School. Yeah. But they, uh, on stage at night, you know, they there's a thing when they would run track, they'd jump up and bump each other with their bodies, and they did that. And that's like, I asked Dennis, I go, what was that about? He goes, we used to do that in track when we'd win a meet or whatever. Like, they were just immediately right yeah. back in it like his best friends. Yeah. So he he put it out there, and he goes, you know, he goes, you don't want to be overbearing, Chris. You just want to put it out there, and you almost want them to come around where they think it's their idea. Uh-huh. So you know, we presented it. Hey, all the guys are here. We got a record store. We got PA. You know, Faust wants to come. Great. So we're we're sitting there, you know. And I, in the meantime, Alice is on the road, and I've seen him two or three times in different cities. I don't even bring it up to him. Sure. Yeah, because you go and you go to do the do the VIP. Yeah, I just I just want I, I just want to go get a photo for, for for when I'm old, like my kids can see. Well, there's Alice getting older, and there's my dad getting older yeah. with Alice Cooper. 
just kind of see where check in every six months with each other, and I'll get some stuff signed. And almost it's almost just an excuse back there, just to almost like to do the Wayne's World. We're not worthy, and like just yeah. just I always will say something to Alice, you know, hey, so glad you played this song or that song. Yeah, you know, that's I, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so it's you know, and he hears that every every other person in the line or whatever. Yeah. But still, I just. If I have the opportunity to do it, I'm going to do it. So it's like they haven't kicked me out yet. So anyway, we didn't push it, and but they didn't want to have Alice be a part of the Q and A because he didn't want to over outshine Dennis because Dennis wrote the book. Yeah, and, and I get that. You know, classy. it's Dennis's story and his take on it, and everybody's yeah. gonna everybody's gonna have their own memories. But I really think Dennis has the the best memory, and I think he kept good notes. And you know, because Michael has a book, his is different than Dennis's, and Neil yeah. Neil is supposedly working on a book and. Alice has written two books, and one of them's me, Alice, which goes for like five hundred on eBay, yeah. and it's not yeah. doesn't really dive in there. Yeah. And then I got a PDF got golf, of that a few years ago. <laughs> he's got his golf monster book. You know, yeah. that's kind of lighthearted. It's not really sure. into the. I'm not a golf guy, but I I always recommend that every other chapter in that book is really cool. Yeah, right? I, I like the audio book of that, and Dennis has got an audio book of his, which is really great because it's just like you're listening. It's almost like you're having a conversation with Dennis. Yeah. So anyway, we uh, they finally they reach out to us and go, hey, well, you know, if Alice was to come, what could we do? We don't want him to come in the front door. So I'm like, all right, well, I've got a the building behind me is vacant. My landlord's let me store some stuff in there. So we cut a hole in the office wall. So we created a portal. I was going to ask about that. I heard about this from yeah. a few people, like yeah, the Shawshanked them basically. It, it's true. Yeah, it's it's uh, I you know. <laughs> Barring other than renting a helicopter, doing something weird, we would have figured out a way to to meet their needs. And they just, you know, they, you know, they wanted to bring him in. And I had my partner Tim from Python Experience Tripping Daisy. He led the the the, the leader car and went and picked up Alice and, and his crew at the at the hotel that night and showed them where to park. And we got him in. And so during the Q and A and stuff, Alice is sitting in the back getting the whole thing. Yeah, and, I, and and I'm just, you know, we got there about halfway through, but I'm just almost can't contain myself. I was like, is this really happening? But I'm still throwing an event, so i got to make sure no one's shoplifting. Yeah. It's going to time. And those guys were so nice. They were signing everything. And, you know, was, I think we said, you know, two other items beside the book. Everybody's bringing like five yeah. to eight. And I wasn't stopping. I was like, you know, sure. th- and those guys were signing stuff. They yeah. didn't care. Let's roll back real quick. You are, uh, your your role in the good record store, like, you're, my, my, my Myself. Uh, Tim DeLotta and Julie Doe we own a record store called Good Records in Dallas, Texas yeah we need to establish which, which is uh, it's also turned into a landmark I get Alice Cooper fans coming there now like it's Mecca yeah so I want to get one of those fake uh, uh, <laughs> Texas historical landmark uh, bronze plaques and put it out on the wall because I, yeah. I, I with I get like people a, I like get the people, black and white photo from the 45 on it you know? yeah I get people that are driving four or five hours out of their way just because they go the original Alice Cooper band played here. Yeah, and they'll come in and touch the pink astroturf carpet that's on the stage. And yeah, they'll. I've got a few. You it's know, the new sign- Cheetah Club. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's 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 turned into a little uh, the VIP club where they started out in Phoenix. You know, it's it, there's certain historical landmarks, and that's turned into one of them for, in the Alice Cooper lore, which is pretty amazing just to be a huge fan and like to to have that happen. So yeah, so 
own good records and uh, also co-manage the Pyphonic Spree and, and Tripping Daisy, which is, is Tim DeLauder's bands. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, so sorry, so I didn't mean to No, 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 yeah, you're, we, you're, need, we definitely would need to establish yeah, we, that yeah, for who, outsiders. Who the hell is this guy that's just got Alice Cooper playing at his record store, at a record store? We don't even know if it's his record store. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we've had the record store. It'll be 18 years uh, in 2018. And uh, so we, we started that kind of... We, Dallas has had some great record stores over the years, but we started it to uh, fill a niche that we didn't think was there. And it's worked so far, yeah, you know. Absolutely. We're still battling streaming, and, you, you yeah, know, there's certain certain uh, convenience things that, you know, you can't, you can you can do your best, but you, it's tough to, yeah. it's tough in this day and age still, but thank God for the resurgence of vinyl. Yeah, man, uh, <laughs> that well, must I, have been I, an interesting day. One just, pop, one just popped on me. Uh, go I'm ahead. I'm going to go from the... The, the scariest Alice Cooper period, in my opinion, uh, from the Special Forces album called uh, Vicious Rumors. It's uh, ah. He played a place in San Antonio. Before, I didn't see this show, but he played a place called Randy's Rodeo in San Antonio where the Sex Pistols played. Yeah. It maybe holds a thousand people with that. And it, apparently a legendary show in San Antonio. But this song, this is one he should dust off and his current band would totally kill it and it's uh, Vicious Rumors. And in his new single, Paranoid Personality, he kind of does an homage. He, he drops that line, Vicious Rumors. In oh, it. nice. I didn't even catch up on it. I didn't even I You got to check that, that, that song. It, yeah. is great. I've only, heard, I've only heard three or four off the new ones, bits and pieces here and there, but I really like that, the, par- the Paranoid Personality, the first single. Yeah. All right, so for a callback to this one, 1981 there you go I had to pull that one out Special Forces this is Vicious Rumors
I said while we were playing the song off air, uh, I'm definitely dedicating that one to my buddy Chris Senzak of the Desperate Geek Podcast, who is the co-poobah of the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo, which you heard the ad at the top of the show here. Go to that. Hang out with us at the end of August at the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to meet some Alice alum there and maybe a, a songwriter or two. And uh, yeah, I get my billion dollar babies bill signed by all those guys looking forward to that 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 that's my uh goal for the weekend besides just to get the name out there of course but yeah if 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 you have time come out and see us out there anyway vicious rumors man there you go that's why i dedicated to senzak that's his favorite period of alice i love those records we are fans of alice so those records are like so cool in the fact that they're still with the exception of dick wagner's book from a few years ago so mysterious that we just want all the info we well, can get on these records because Alice sure doesn't have that. Info. Yeah, he he doesn't remember, <laughs> you know. And it's he'll they'll play music sometimes during the VIP meet and greet, and you'll hear something off of Dada, and and uh, you can tell Alice doesn't even know if it's him. You know, yeah. it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But the we were talking about the Paris TV special that yeah. they did for around that record, which is amazing. Yeah. Like. If you want to see any footage of songs from Flesh of Fashion or Special Forces, that's the one you want to look uh, look up. Yeah, find that on YouTube. Uh, Alice Cooper, Paris, eighty one. Yeah. It's uh, pretty crazy. He got himself wrapped in foil. Yeah. There's also a weird thing that you should f- find. It's uh, Alice Cooper uh, Galaxy 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 Special. He did a, it. Was it looks like it was going to be a show on NBC. It's a weird trailer, but it's pretty bizarre. It's like a before they splice in the special effects, it's Alice in a red jumpsuit, and uh, it's somewhat in that in that wheelhouse of the lost blackout period. Okay, wow. <laughs> got to check that I love out. It. Give me something to look forward to there for sure. There's nice. no, it's not music, but it's Alice talking, and it's for, I think it's for a children's show that was going to be on Saturday morning. Wow, and he's out of his gourd in it. It's pretty yeah. insane. As insane as the Tom Snyder interview? Or? Oh yeah, it's it's up there. Okay. 
And especially because it doesn't have the special effects. You can see where they're going to fly in things, and he's talking to his hand, and you don't see that stuff. So it's like... Screen screen in. Yeah, it would have been there, but I don't even think they got as far as to, to make it uh, be a final trailer for whatever this show was. Wow. And uh, back to the signing, because, of course, I was at the signing. I brag about it all the time. So watching you actually i was observing you during parts of that because especially once the q a finishes it gets down to the signing and you know we're wrapping around the rows we're slaloming there to get yeah, to the well, guys. so i was when i was observing you like on crowd control like you said watching for shoplifters making sure everything's running smoothly you know and you're also kind of trying to help the line too like i could see that you were getting like like not angry but antsy Nervous, well, and then you start, and then you went. I remember you go on the mic saying, "Hey, let's get these signings done. You don't want to miss the music because we got music coming up, well, and they're they, going to play." Well, they were real adamant about the time. Sure, yeah, and, and I, I, I get it now and, because and, and, going back and thinking and, about and it, he's he's donating his time, so he's sitting there, and I'm thinking, "We've got a really long set list." Yeah, and Dennis made the set list. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go and share, but Dennis made it extra long for oh. whatever reason, and he goes. Well, Alice is going to show up. He's going to sing whatever's on the list. Long as we know it, he's going to sing it. Yeah. So they they came in the night before to rehearse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So I had the original Alice Cooper band, the three of them. Yeah, I saw you statusing. I was so freaking jealous of that. The, the, <laughs> they're in there rehearsing the night before. They did Desperado, oh. and they did you know they did a couple songs that weren't there, and they had us put on "Schools Out." And I'm like, <laughs> this is like watching Aerosmith try to remember, like and they know, and they, and they know it's muscle memory, like. Yeah. Aerosmith playing Walk This Way. I'm, I'm playing Schools Out for them. Go, Does it happen three times? Because the current Alice Cooper band, they added the another brick in the wall yeah, yeah, reprise yeah. at the end, and they've kind of changed it up. So they're like, they wanted to do it the original Alice Cooper band way, but they've even learned how to play it the current way. So yeah. they were like confused. Is it three times on this part, four times? So we're playing that. and But the worst part of that the night before was I ran out of gas with the guys. <laughs> so I pick them up at the airport. Drive them off at the Jewel and uh, got a great deal at the Jewel, and, and they stayed there. And I took them out to eat some Mexican food because Dennis wanted to get a bar- big margarita and <laughs> take a picture for his publisher. And anyway, so just sitting around and mainly listening to those guys talk. And they're and I'm in my wife's minivan, which I normally don't drive. And then <laughs> and, and we're coming to Good Records, two or three blocks away. Car dies. I ran out of gas. My all-time favorite group. Driving them around, I run out of gas. So we had to walk. I had to carry like a bass guitar and and uh, Michael's guitar, and you know, thank God uh, Neil just had drumsticks, and, and Dennis's wife was with us. And there's a picture you see; it's real blurry. It's of the, the silhouette of us walking down the street that Cindy took. And I was like, Cindy, you got to send me that picture. She goes, You can't even tell what it's at. I go, This is one piece in the little photo closets for me. I don't care if anybody ever knows what it is. It's me walking down the street because I'm an idiot and didn't check the gas gauge or or get gas. So anyway, I get into when they're going to rehearse, and my buddy Matt the Cat's there, and I don't even know why he's there. I guess he wanted to check it out. He's, he he likes Alice Cooper, but he just, he's just a real good friend, real helpful. Sure. I threw him my keys. I go, go get gas. Go get a gas can, gas it up, bring it back, because I, I didn't want to miss them rehearsing. Yeah. But I would have, because I would have had to, like, Go get gas and get my car going, so sure. I could. Good thing he was so there. I could be there to take him back to the, to the hotel when they were done. Yeah. So anyway, they rehearsed the night before, and Dennis made a you know, the longest set list since their very last show in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Wow! It was seven songs, and they added an eighth one, and uh, 
so back to me being antsy. Yeah, I, I knew that I had a special guest behind the wall. Yeah, and I'm thinking the later it gets, they cut one song, yeah. they cut two songs. Yeah. So I'm and like, I, reali- I realize I, that now, and I'm like. Because, you well, know, everybody else is like, oh, come I'm, on, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I want everybody's stuff signed. I want sure. every single piece of my stuff signed. But I'm like, sure. anyway, so we're like, I was like, well, we're going to do an after party at the Jewel. Give yeah. me your stuff. I'll take it over there, get them signed. They're going to come back to Good Records. I thought that was really cool. The next day and the, sign it, and then you come pick it up. The and, other thing that kills me is that uh, this this freaking guy wins uh, the door prize, which is like and I awesome. Him, and I you throw it out. <laughs> Well, he was messing with this lady in a wheelchair. Yeah, I know, I know. And, I saw the whole thing. And, but but what's even worse about that guy, he came to the after party, and he had shoplifted, too, on top of messing with the lady what? in the wheelchair. So I had him thrown out of the after party. But I was in such a good mood, I wasn't going to do anything. And I knew at that point, like, I was walking on air. Like, yeah. I was kind of like, dude, man, why would you do that? I mean, we're throwing this great event. But we're, we're going to eventually make a movie of the in-store Nice slash documentary, somewhat about me and somewhat about the Alice Cooper group. Yeah. Buddy of mine, Steve Gaddis, we had and uh, Patrick Cohn. We had a bunch of people film that we, footage. I've, the, I mean, you know, we, for the we, video is amazing. Well, we so. had we had ten cameras and there's a bunch of people's you know footage we've got and we multi-track recorded it. Yeah, and I've I already I've already paused on one part of the video for the parking lot, zoomed in to, to, to show find people. yourself. Yeah, that's I, me. I can, I, I'm easily spotted because I'm. We got great interviews with fans from yeah. from out there, and you know, uh, I, I do want to mention. You know, we released the. I'm jumping ahead, but That's we released right. the seven inch. There's no overdubs on that thing. Yeah, it's I was mixed, there. I it's could, mixed yeah. by Bob Ezra and Justin Corleu, and that's the only thing that happened. They did a incredibly phenomenal mix of the songs. Yeah. And is it, so, let me ask you as a fan. I'm going to do some fan questions. You know we're going to we're going to work to we're going to work to get that thing to see the light of day. The whole thing. The whole thing. You know, the only uh, we might do a, a overdub or two because there's one thing Dennis wants to punch in on the bass and uh, drums will leave as is. And Michael, yeah. we might do something. And but I mean, overall, they played great. You know, the only thing is elected. Me and Ryan Roxy, they got done and. Everybody was on a high. We're all standing in my office, which is yeah. another mind-blowing <laughs> thing. Like, all right, I'm sitting here with four of the five original Alice Cooper members, and we're talking about they're done. They just had a great set. We're talking about what song can they got. So I throw out, I throw out the song Desperado because I knew they had rehearsed it the night before. Al shoots me down. He's thinking, ah. They pull out Elected, which the guys didn't rehearse the night before. And at that time, the current House Cooper group hadn't been playing alive. It was like right before, you know. It was right before the, as the primaries were going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It was just now getting where it was time for him to dust it off and start playing it sure. again and do the, the flag and the people in masks. And yeah. So they went out and did it. And they messed it up a little bit, to be but totally honest. Yeah, but it's a spirit tell. of rock and roll. Yeah, you know, I so it's. Tell it all. So that's. I got to get the Alice Cooper camp. And my goal is to do it for the regular record store day and do the full thing. Yeah, that'd be great. And you know, of course. if you preface it like, one, it's in a record store, it's not an arena, it's small yeah. stage, borrowed equipment, but it's got this this. There's a spirit there. You were there, you know. Yeah. It's like my my coworker plays in the Vandaliers, and that's the Vandaliers drum set. Yeah, we, he's we like borrowed guy's kit. He came up to he came up to me at work. Goes, dude, you're not going to believe this. That that thing you're going to like. 
that's my drummer's drum set in here. It's like, you're telling me that Neil Smith is going to play on your drummer's drum set. He's like, yeah. Well, I, I, I got his drum set because I wanted to get as close to the, the mirror ball drum kit of, that Neil had. And he yeah. had this platinum. It looked like his. It looked like his well, and, I, and I got Alan Cook, this local guy, to recreate the drum heads. Yeah. And no, 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 nothing left unturned. Yeah, Dennis was floored. He goes, Man, you had all the album covers on the front of the store. And he goes, Man, your attention to detail is is out of bounds. And he, yeah. if you can he, find pictures of this online, there's like Alice Cooper balloons spelled out. Oh, we, like we, the, the letter balloons, the electric chair seats. Yeah, we made electric <laughs> replica electric chairs for the for the QA for each of the members. And I've got three of the four guys autograph. And I didn't want to mess with Alice that night, but Kyler, his assistant, goes, hey, do you need him to sign anything while he's here? And It would have required him to go from the back room out there. And, it, and the room was pretty clear. I was like, no, nah, I'll blow it off. So now I've got these four electric chairs that I need to get to Alice to sign, and I'm trying to figure out if I can take off the back and just take that to get signed to match right. the other guy. So that's a whole other OCD <laughs> fan compulsive thing i got to contend with. Yeah. So anyway, they come back out, and, and they played the longest set, and they loved it, and they had a blast, and... Since then, I've had the. There's a band called Pretties for You. Yes. That the NYC that does the first Alice Cooper record in its entirety. We had them at this most recent record store. Uh, was that day. that, of course? Yeah. And then Dennis sat in with them and mm. they played Halo Flies, which is a song I want played at my funeral. Dude. And Fa- just, favorite song of all time. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, Getting to be. I was right there up front. You saw it. You were up there front with all of us. Being that close to Dennis Dunaway playing friggin' Halo of Flies, that that's a moment for me. Like seeing Prince play the solo to Purple Rain and having the light oh, yeah, bounce it's... off my face, just like in the Blues Brothers, that's a moment. That's a rock and roll epiphany. That was just as much as one. He's right there. I've got a photo where he's literally like just fisheye lensing. He's that close on the phone. Yeah, it's he... like that's a the, right there him playing the bass on that song it's like that's the pinnacle of his bass playing but yeah. he's an amazing bass player but he, he, he even he goes because chris i gotta work at that song that's a tough one to play <laughs> yeah, nice but yeah I mean, even on a hit like uh like a good example is like nor mr nice guy what he's playing on that original recording he's you know uh, well, listen other... to schools out i flip out yeah, you don't yeah. you don't think about it because they're so in the pocket but the rhythm section of neil smith and dennis dunaway the bass line on School's Out, you got to, you know, turn yeah. off the, 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 the kids singing and the school bell and that, yeah. that iconic Glenn Buxton riff. You listen to the bass and the drums on that. I mean, that's what makes all the... I mean, obviously, I'm speaking the obvious, but, you know, a great song is all the elements, but you you take that stuff for granted and you like... You've heard that song a million times, but a, a year or two ago, it actually did come on classic rock radio, School's Out, and I just had it cranked on 92.5 and I was like oh my god yeah. I've never heard the bass in that light I mean I've heard this song yeah. the, since I was a freaking kid yeah, you know those like classic album documentaries that are out there I would those are the the tapes those oh yeah those, those are the ones I'd love to be able to sit at a board with and just oh yeah we'll see, see how they piece together Halo Flies because that's like yeah. four or five song fragments they yeah. put together to make that crazy yeah. songs like, i would i would listen to every isolated track oh yeah i would just be going crazy i would i need a whole weekend to do that the, you know? the gold discs they've been coming out are great yeah. like you can hear some stuff you haven't heard and the quad yeah. mixes but yeah it's a so I, i've i've had the luxury of i've gone to chiller theater in uh parsippany new jersey of all places yeah. i'm not big into the comic con or horror conventions or stuff but yeah. they they do a dr jury's 
Snakes Museum, the artifact of Alice Cooper stuff. And yeah. there's a guy, Paul Brenton, who uh, helps Dennis put this thing on. And Paul Brenton is like, I'm like a intern. This guy is like a PhD of Alice Cooper. He like, he can look in an outfit and go, this was at this this venue on in 71. Alice has this bracelet, so it was here. Like the, they can tell, like what show it is, but from a photo, like oh, his his shirt is torn this much more. Neil's wearing this, but he's got it. He's got it down, and you know. So I've helped out with that, which has been fun. So I've kind of had the luxury of befriending these guys, and you know, it's kind of a trip when you'll get a text out of the blue from Dennis, or I'm able to text him, and it's like, is this real? You know, you know, like. And and it's a testament to hustling. You got to hustle out there. Well, to make it's just I, I, I think I'm a firm believer in this. If you're genuine in your love of something, show passion, enthusiasm, and you do a good job, reciprocation is going to happen. People can they know when it's real and it's not smoke and like they're just yeah. you're just trying to put one over on them. It's like it's from a coming from a good place, and yeah. those guys deserve it. They deserve all the accolades they get, and you know I'm just like vicious rumors man i now i feel like we're, we're gonna whip it out now a little bit more like oh let's see what you yeah got. that's why i wanted you to start so we could try Ooh. to top each other like all right let's Ooh. one up the guy all right so you were talking about the goes to hell record being your first studio alice record that wasn't the greatest hits so i got one from there this is one he actually played probably on that tour and the tour afterwards it became part of a medley eventually but I think this is a cool track. It's got a great beat. You can tap your foot to it, so it'll definitely help out the Fairweathers in the crowd. And it's definitely the most Shaft-esque song. Do you know what I'm talking about? From Goes to Hell, this is Wish You Were Here. Having a hell of a time, my dear. Wish You Were Here. Station. 
there you go. Wish You Were Here from Alice Cooper Goes to Hell. The uh, Basically, not the sequel, because that would come later, but the follow-up to Welcome to My Nightmare, which doesn't get the love it deserves, in my opinion, because I, I think it's just, it's so... The, it's it's way more vaudeville than Nightmare is. It's it's way everything else. You know, of course, even he was in that ilk of making fun of disco, and the second song's a disco song. You know, it's 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 a fun, crazy, weird record that just doesn't get the love. But wish you were here. I think people would respond to that if he played it live. Hell, if they if he played, you got to dance live. They might go, oh, that's interesting. Well, he was <laughs> he didn't tour that record. He was gonna be like a disco sucks tour. Yeah. He was gonna have. <laughs> disco balls and smash them and like they i think there's were plans for the the stage set up for whatever reason they didn't tour that record they did like a handful of shows yeah but nothing not, yeah. not a full-blown is that when you like went to australia I think, yeah i think had, yeah. i think welcome to my nightmare blew up so much they toured that thing forever two years yeah, yeah. and then so when it came time for ghost to hell i was thinking they kind of burnt and but they did their stage plans and like how things were going to be and it was going to be his anti-disco tour yeah. <laughs> nice i i got one that i was thinking and i need to bust it out because uh, i think dick wagner's name's come up a couple times and uh yeah, we love dick there's a uh the record dada there's Ooh. a song called uh pass the gun around oh, <laughs> which which is uh i wanted to i, I, I could tell you might go there but that was gonna know, be my closer yeah. but, but there's uh <laughs> that's great dyslexia is a great one on there but i'm gonna go uh pass the gun around give everyone a shot sonny wakes up in the morning feeling kind of sick Needs a little stoly vodka, needs it really quick Sees a little blood run from his eyes Feels a little hotel paralyzed Watching cartoons, the television's on There's a couple of party balloons and all my money's gone She was just a reason to unwind And actually the last thing I could
bed Someone's pounding on the hotel door He wishes he was dead Yeah, the hand. I played that song not so many times, but on the special shows, the song has come up quite a few times for your longtime friends of the show here. Uh, played that uh, on the Dick Wagner episode, the very special episode. I played that on Alice's birthday specials before. That song never gets old. Everybody should hear that song. That really is one of the five songs I would put on for people that just know a little bit about Alice to give you the idea of how deep and how amazing his songs can be that solo once again dick wagner solo on there is just yeah. breathtaking but yeah the whole the imagery of it it's all there it's just all there it's so good they did that, that a classic the whole record like on the i think it's a Fairlight uh, synthesizer at the time and it was like kind of avant-garde breaking technology and you just got that and and friggin dick wagner and bob ezrin I think they were in Canada and they never left and there's like no photos of the, the recordings yeah. or there's like it's a, there's the, not even a press kit or there's not a press poster for that record yeah. it's it's got the yeah. the the Salvador Dali painting yeah. surreal album cover it's pretty insane yeah the two sources you need for any additional data information of course Dick Wagner's book not only women bleed that's the most insight you're going to get on that record and also once again I, I talked about Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek Podcast. Go back to their feed. Yeah, they did they, a whole show on that record, they didn't did they? did Albums Unleashed with Dick Wagner just months before he passed. They got him at a hotel, said he was super cool, and just went track by track and did a lot of additional stories, something he didn't even talk about in his book. And uh, the other thing about Sinzak, you mentioned some other songs on Dada. Uh, he, run, he, he tells me that he runs into Chuck Garrick a lot in Tennessee because he's out there. And every time he sees him, he's like Scarlet and Sheba, and then he just goes, "Nope." <laughs> but how good is that song? Too? Oh, like, come on! I mean, I love America. <laughs> yeah, and it's... I like that Alice says, "I wish I'd have made a video for that," because you could just oh, see he... the video. Oh, he's. He, I mean, that's what that's what would be great. I mean, there's so many. This day and age, the, all the rules are off. Like, it, he could still do a video. He yeah. still should do a video, like just out of the blue for a Fourth of July sometime. Make a video for that song. It's just. Like those the the 
pocket glue and my crazy fisherman and yeah. that mountain with those four big heads. I mean, yeah. just the funny lyrics, man. Yeah. And you could film it while you're on tour. Yeah. Just like the way Phil Collins yeah, did on that yeah, Take Me hit, Home video. <laughs> yeah, hit the, hit the various places you're talking about it and just... Yeah could be a goof but it'd be great yeah and and anything to shine a spotlight on dada because that album oh talking about that all day man great choice that was going to be the closer but like if i if it was still there on the table but in the middle it works really well too because that's when you put that emotional peak right there you got to do it like you do a concert right all right so my next one i'll just go ahead and do this one because i talked about it earlier dropping ryan roxy's name a few times but Whenever they only play like one song now between Eyes of Alice Cooper and Dirty Diamonds, and they usually play Women of Mass Distraction now. Well, now now they got because they have the female guitar player. They got that's why you're going to hear that oh, one. Sh- I think sure, but there's other and you yeah. know Perfect doesn't suit her because it's not about her. It's about people like Ashley Simpson and Miley Cyrus or whatever. But uh, man, Man of the Year to me, it's it's it, yeah, it's modern sounding. It's definitely Green Day esque if you really break it down, but the lyrics are vintage, classic, just you know, with a snarl and a, and a little bit of a fang there. It's it's total classic Alice, and it's another one of those songs. And that's why I bring up songs like this for putting it in the set list, even if they don't know it, they're still gonna think it's fun, and they may even start singing along with it by the end of it. Just like uh, "I'll Bite Your Face Off," I think does that whenever they play it. Yeah, there's there's, there's, there's certain songs that the folks in the crowd I don't think necessarily need to know like there's certain songs you can pick up your first listen and go that's a great song and there's a lot of anthems on that you know Eyes of Alice Cooper record yeah yeah, it's uh I think there's some gems on Dirty Diamonds too like I you know oh I mean I'm not gonna put this on my list because I know that it it would go over well from a humor standpoint but I think it might stop the show down but I love Battle of Jesse Jane. I, I wish they would play that. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I think super funny. they should go into a town, book one show at, at, at a, at a 2000 seat place and then book another show at a 500 seat place and, the, and, and charge 25 more dollars and play the weird stuff for you and I, That'd you know, hilarious. like, like, Hey, we're not going to do 18 tonight. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to bust out some weird nuggets in the, He's got such a great band; they they could pull it off, you know. Yeah. They're mechanics. Just, yeah, they yeah. just have to make it where it financially made sense, you know. Like, because you 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 got the fans that are you know, parents bringing their kids and you know grandparents bringing their yeah. their their grandkids. Like, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, you see a weird cross section of folks yeah. at an Alice Cooper concert. Yeah. And then, but then some of them haven't bought an Alice album since oh, no, to My Nightmare. And, and, yeah, no. Or and, and they might have picked up Trash, and that's it. Yeah, or Trash, or yeah. you know. Yeah, but let's uh, let's have them hear a song like this during a show. This is Man of the Year. I kiss the wife, I hug the kids, I pet the dogs and kids. 
There you go. From 2003, I want to say. it sounds right. 02 or 03. Let's go with that. Eyes of Alice Cooper, very underrated. My next hope for them, they're doing some shows in November. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, the, the England shows, right? Yeah, yeah which I saw what they're going to do. Hopefully they add some more songs. Yeah. I saw, I was able to, a uh, buddy of mine had some airline miles and was able to go to Nashville. And uh, we saw it in, in Nashville, what they're going to do, and it's amazing. And I'm gonna try to, gonna try to go fund me slash do some fundraising to go to England. If, there you go. My wife's probably not gonna like it. She won't like it. <laughs> but we'll see. I got a buddy, William Bubba Flint, who helped me do some posters for the Alice Cooper things. He's already. He goes, I'll paint some paintings and we can sell them and you can use the money to buy your ticket. Yeah, that's a friend some, right but, there. But, yeah, it's really cool. But there's a weird thing where, if you stay for seven days, it's cheaper. <laughs> then staying for three or four because I just want to catch like the last three or four but sure. it's like well, the flight's cut in half so I'm like that's my next Alice Cooper crazy fantasy is to go over there because mm-hmm. you know we're all getting older and who knows when it's going to be you know the last time but my goal is the, the 50th anniversary of Alice Cooper is in 2018 yeah from the and that's based on Michael Bruce's birthday they played a show and they changed the name on that I think it's uh, 67 would it be 67 yeah or I don't know, but anyway, it's they don't know either. It's all right. Well, yeah, Toby asked me, and I had to, and I asked Paul, and Paul goes, "What's? Well, it's the show where they changed the name actually from Alice Cooper. They were booked, you know, as as the Naz, and they yeah. changed it to Alice Cooper. And I've, you, there's a poster that exists. I think it's with Brownsville Station. And anyway, so when they changed that name, that's the quote unquote the fiftieth. But they've been sure. going longer than fifty years. But I'm hoping. For 18 shows in, in 2018, how cool would that be? Yeah, there like you they go. they do a Dallas, they do a L.A., yeah. big New York. cities, film everything. Yeah, just yeah, do a live album, do 18 shows, spread it out, and and Alice can do it in between his other stuff. So we live in this day and age of where the really cool heritage acts go. Like you know what, we're gonna go out, and we're gonna play this whole record. What if? What if the you know and we love Pretty's for You and Easy Action, but I'm saying the realistic oh, kill, aspect, killer love it to let, death. Let's go with love it to death. Killer schools out and billion dollar babies. Different nights they do different records, you know, and it's it's, it's a potluck thing. That way they can get a few on tape for you know to I mean, preserve it properly. What, however they want to do Dude, it. If if they, they play that, anything, but yeah, but if they did that, I definitely would <laughs> ultra blast off. But yeah, I I went as far as to talk to Graham who does. Uh, Fun, fun, fun fest in Austin. Yep. Now it's uh, Sound on Sound. He was, uh, he's now Margin Walker. He was, uh, he was another, not another Fugazi song, but oh, he was Transmission Entertainment. But uh, <laughs> he's a music nut like me. I was like, you should get them, try to book them to play Killer in its entirety or Love It to Death. Yeah. You know, put cough up the money because that's what it's really going to take a little bit. It's the the right guarantees and. But I think, you know, you can create a demand for it. And 
I think the replicate the whatever annex they were doing on the yeah. stage. So it's well, going to be the, or, or, the hanging one night and then yeah, the guillotine one that, night. Yeah, but what's really <laughs> what's really great about when they played good records and. and and when they played Nashville, they didn't do any theatrics. They just yeah, played. Yeah. And so the music yeah. really shines through, and you can see their smiles. Yeah. And they're really enjoying themselves. So I'm almost like, one, you could do that. You could do the old school theatrics. Yeah. Or you could create a whole other stage set where it looks like a garage or yeah. wherever they used to rehearse. Sure. Yeah. Kind of takes the pressure off where they just play the music. And people would eat it up, just build it up. Like old spider web in the back. Yeah, just almost hokey. Like It's right, like yeah, yeah. when they were in high school, the props they would make on their own. Yeah, that last Rush tour where they went back to the yeah, gym. That's totally, that's, yeah. you know, I, I didn't see that show, but I heard about it. And yeah. I was like, that's what I've been thinking in my mind about Alice Cooper. Because the, the in-store, I'm like, this wasn't about all that. It wasn't about the guillotine. It wasn't about yeah. the hanging. It wasn't yeah. about, you know... Was, that, that part was about Chopping giving up the fans. Babies. Yeah, this that was giving the, the fans their money's worth, but the music is also yeah, as so, good. Or so they can they can do they can do it either or. People will be excited. I just think it's just now getting where Shep Gordon and Toby, famous Toby Mamis, are. Uh, I think getting their head around where it's uh, there is a demand, and, and you know, Alice can continue to do his solo stuff, and God bless him, he, it's amazing. The band is killer, and Mm-hmm. Let's fit this in between while everybody's still with us, and yeah. Neil's playing great, Dennis is playing great, Michael's yeah. playing great. Let's make it happen while we're all still walking and talking and, and breathing. Yeah. <laughs> what, what 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 pick am I? Am I on number four? Or am I on my last pick? You, you've got two more picks. I got two more picks. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, let me. That, uh, that sounds right to me. I think I'm gonna go back to the original band. There's a song on Schools Out that's. Uh, instrumental song which uh when i dj i dj out on the side just for fun and i play it. it's called grand finale and uh i don't know i it's one i keep meaning to ask dennis like you know what were you guys doing was bob Ezrin really instrumental in that or who was like spearheading this thing but it's just so great and it's uh and why horns. did you went back and reprise the jets at the yeah, end of the whole yeah, thing yeah yeah it's just just like uh, that's probably a Bob Esmond thing, but who knows? But it's like, just for me, I just love it. And, you know, just a great, great, great track on School's Out. Grand yeah. finale. Nice.
All right, grand finale off of... And let's go ahead and just uh, say Alma Mater can go before that, too, because that's another great one, of course. Yeah. But I, I think that would be really cool after Alice dies on stage. They go into that maybe sometimes to bring him back as kind of a... Oh, you know, get it back into the encore. That would be a great song to play prior to the encore, I think. Grand finale. Good choice there. I like that. I did not expect to hear that on this episode. I'm glad you brought that up because you never know what's going to happen, especially when we have a guest. So I have a lot of fun with it like that. So we talked about it enough. I think I built it up over the course of the show. So in case you haven't heard it out there, if you're a new friend of the show and you haven't heard this song, I should play it for you because it's kind of the crux of what got this episode started. So for my last pick and the second last song of the night from... Zipper catches skin. This is I Better Be Good. Awesome. I've told this story on the show kind of maybe ad nauseum a couple of times, but I'll do the Reader's Digest version right now, or People Magazine version. I met Alice Cooper back around the 2000 period. He signed my Welcome to My Nightmare vinyl that I have prominently displayed here up in the Rock Strikes 10 studios. And 
I spent two hours in line, and thankfully I did because I had the chance to calm down and take a breath and just be like, what am I really going to say to him? What am I going to ask him? I'm not going to do the the typical you rock kind of shit because he hears that 500 times a day and twice at the airport if he gets in easy. So I was like, I want to thank you for being cool about your set list. You really treat your real fans very well. I've heard you play from the inside in Halo of Flies, and I just want to thank you for doing things like that. He's like, you're welcome. That's awesome. I like to hear that. I go, I got a request for you. And he goes, great. I was like, how about I better be good? And he goes, you know, I haven't had anybody request that since, um, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's ever requested that one. And then, of course, he goes, what album is that on? <laughs> and I was like, it's on Zipper Catches Skin. He goes, oh, that's why. Okay. I'll listen to it. We'll see. You know, of course, you know, he never plays it, but you were saying that uh, yeah, the was, band at least knows it at this point, so yeah, I was, fingers crossed. I was talking to Ryan Roxy recently and, at a show, and he goes, man, we worked up Better Be Good, and it sounded awesome. We did it two or three times, and but we're not playing it. And then they also... They learned a song of Pretties for You. I think they learned Living, what? which is weird, but I think it's just because of kind of... It's always been a cult classic, but, you know, there's the band yeah, I that's think playing... You had, you had something to do with the Pretties for yeah, You or well, Revival. There's Come a on. guy named Nick Didikowski that's amazing guitar player, and yeah. he's in several bands, and he did a residency, and the final night of his week-long residency in New York was he played the Pretties for You record in its entirety, and it, yeah. it's kind of getting a new helping Alice Cooper fans, you know, have a new found appreciation for it. And I think it's made its way back to the Alice Cooper camp because Alice brought it up to me. He goes, man, there's a, there's a crazy band in New York playing our first record in its entirety. And I'm like, yeah, I know that guy, Nick. Yeah. And and I've had, since had him play the store, but it's, uh, yeah. the band is open to adventure, some set choices and song choices, but it's, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you hear some of these songs now that, the, the come out of the set from nowhere pain is probably from alice because i know he loves that song uh world needs guts is probably nita yeah i think that nita is a fan yeah. of that kane roberts era yeah. which is but, cool but i love hearing that i never thought in a million years that i could see that song live again i've only seen it on the dvd for the nightmare returns never thought i'd see the light of day again so i'm happy when things like that happen because i didn't expect it i'm i actually I'm pretty good about... I'm one of those weird guys. I try to stay away from the set list. I try to stay away from the YouTube. Yeah, I like to and go to I don't show like and to be listen. surprised. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't even listened. I've heard the single, but I really don't like to listen to So you get the things. whole record? i got to get the whole record. I'm one of those guys. I sit down with it. I still have it in context. And Headphones. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So when I go to those shows, like he surprises me every time, and that was another one. And the, now they're doing... They almost practically did it two tours in a row. I mean, it's kind of the same tour, but like... Different legs, they kept it in the set. Yeah, like, but yeah. I th- he. I think he does listen to his his band. Like if if they're wanting to play it, he'll he'll give them that luxury. Like I think it'll. Just, yeah. You guys pick a weird one. We'll let you do one weird one. What do y'all want to do? Sure. <laughs> and you know, and almost the fact now they're almost consistently playing Halo of Flies, which is great for me. It's my favorite song ever, and it never it never doesn't need to be in the set list for my money. You know, I don't know how the rest of the crowd feels about it, but I think they at least respect how good the song is by the end of it. Once it peaks, and oh this, yeah, the song's it, over. It gets a very respectful reaction. Uh, it, it takes <laughs> you. It takes you on a journey. Yeah, and 
yeah, like you said, if you've never even heard Halo Flies, you have to at least respect it by the end, even when the current band plays it. But, you know, yeah. if you go back and listen to it, you're like, holy moly, what in the world? Yeah. So we've gone through all the eras of the band, pretty much. I think we've pretty much hit every era of Alice. Yeah, for we sure. hit, yeah we we hit some weird stuff. I mean, so I said I said earlier that uh, Halo of Flies would be played at my funeral, so I'm not going to pick that one as yeah. my final choice. Do I have one more? Or you I... have one more, and I'm right. sitting, I'm just, I got stuff like multiplying in my head. I was like, I'd want to give a shout out, like I said, to Hard Hearted Alice earlier. Well, there's black and... Black Judo, Black Juju. I love it to death, there but you, you know. My two favorite records are Killer and Love It to Death, but I'm going to go for uh, Halo Flies Jr. or uh, another great one, My Stars, off of oh, School's Out. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those great Alice Cooper songs. Great closer, too. Good choice. Five-star record, it's, School's Out. School's Out, My Stars, the original Alice Cooper group.
And I, uh, I learned this, I believe, through Dale Sherman's book on Collector's Guide to Alice Cooper. Good book if you can still find it. I think it's out of print again. It's like gone through a billion pressings, always out of print. Good Alice resource. And I believe it was in that book that I learned that during that crazy swell, the last minute of the track, they are right there. This is one of those headphones thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They are chanting Klaatu Verata Niktu all throughout the end of it. So that's their everybody smokes pot thing, you know. So Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> So what my stars, man, that is one of those albums, it's that one and, and News of the World by Queen, the the top section there, the big single. So for News of the World, it's We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. The rest of that album is criminally good and nobody knows it. Schools Out is the same thing for the rest of the world. Schools Out, huge. Their biggest, his biggest single ever was like number two, I believe. Yeah. And... No one knows the rest of that album, and it's just yeah, it's, it's it, it is probably out of those four. It's probably the I think it's the least heard, least heard in retrospect. In retrospect, I mean, and and they'll occasionally play Public Animal Number Nine live currently, and yeah, when they did that last year, I lost my mind. Yeah, yeah. but it, again, it was probably three to five of us out there that yeah. were loving it, and the other brother, like, what the hell's this? But it's uh, it's got a hey hey in it. They can yeah, sing along, yeah. damn it. <laughs> hey hey hey. Yeah. But it's uh, there's that that record is, it's linchpinned by the one song schools out the title track, and the rest is you know there's no other quote unquote hit 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 singles yeah. that are. I'd love to hear Gutter Cats again. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, it's been a long time since he's played that one live. I saw that in '95 when he was uh, doing that little brief run where he opened for the Scorpions before he went to South America and he had just done Fistful of Alice and that band knew a lot of their stuff and they played Gutter Cats and Clones that night that was the first time I ever saw Alice and he was doing an hour and change and he just destroyed with like almost no stage and just the songs and that was a stellar set list yeah he so. did a bare song a tour called Bare Bones and he didn't do any theater just went out and played and it's great yeah i even think like you know once again going back to how well he treats the fans he since he didn't tour america at all for last temptation and he played a handful of south american shows i believe and maybe some european i don't know but when he finally did play the states again he actually played songs off of that record even though the record was three years old already yeah that's commitment right there like he really there's not enough i can say about him no he's a great man and he's uh Knows how to treat his fans for sure. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Like I said, we could talk all all day about Alice, but I got another episode I'd like Chris to do, so I don't want to keep him all day. So, Chris Penn, I want to thank you for joining me for the last part of the Alice Cooper extended birthday spectacular here. We'll have to keep, we'll have to keep it going. We'll have yeah. to get some more people on here for more Alice Cooper episodes. That would be amazing. That would be great. So, thanks again for coming on, Chris Penn. I hope you out there have enjoyed this. If you're new to the show or you've been listening since first day, I appreciate your feedback. Go to cnjradio.com for Facebook links, Twitter, and, of course, the iTunes feed, things like that. But on cnjradio.com, every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on iTunes and some of those earlier Alice Cooper spectaculars, including the Alice Cooper cover song spectacular, that's also a lot of fun, stuff you may have never heard. So go check that out in the archives. Also, stay tuned for cnjradio.com with the Synaptic Podcast featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative, 
and stay on there for the Wrestling House Show blogs and the Last Theater on the Left blogs by my friend Chris, who will be back soon from Japan. Looking forward to seeing you, brother. And last but not least, and you're going to get a kick out of this, Chris, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Beard for the outro. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband, purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, we're going to get the hell out of here, record the next one. We'll see everybody else later. Have fun.